Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Work Alchemy podcast, Conversations About Impact, where entrepreneurs and leaders share how they have impact, the sweet moments, and the challenges. I'm your host, Ursula York. I help entrepreneurs grow successful businesses that make a difference in the world. Impact is more than mission, more than purpose, even more than your why. Impact is where your unique self and business meet the world and contribute to making it better for all of us. These stories are here to inspire and energize you so you can have your own unique impact. Today's guest on the podcast is Jessica Thomas. Jessica is director of the Business Sustainability Collaborative and a lecturer in the Poole College of Management at North Carolina State University. She serves as president of the Global B Corp Academic Community, a network of 350 educators and researchers from around the world studying and teaching about B Corps and the movement of business as a force for good. Jessica also leads the North Carolina State B Corp Clinic a consulting program that brings together interdisciplinary teams of students to work with companies around the world to strengthen their social and environmental impact using the B Corp framework. Welcome to the podcast, Jessica. I'm delighted to have you here. Absolutely. I'm thrilled to join you, Ursula. So you're director of the Business Sustainability Collaborative at NCA, NC State, and you lead the B Corp Clinic. What do each of those do? I mean, how, are they, how, how do they differ? How do they collaborate? Tell us about, more about that. Absolutely. So happy to. So for the last six years, as you mentioned, I've been the director of the Business Sustainability Collaborative. So that's at North Carolina State University in our business school, so the Poole College of Management. And so BSC, so for short, um, is essentially an academic initiative uh, within Poole College where we're focused on preparing the next generation of leaders to use business as a force for good. So my, my work is focused on integrating um, sustainable business and purpose-driven business into our undergraduate and graduate curriculum, working to translate research our faculty are doing um, around impact-driven businesses to inform the business community, and also taking students outside of the classroom to create real-world experiential learning opportunities. And the B Corp Clinic is one of our programs Um, that really fits that that third objective. So the B Corp Clinic is a semester-long consulting program where we bring together students from different disciplines, students from different academic institutions across North Carolina to work with companies to help them strengthen their social and environmental impact. Um, And we use the, the B Corp assessment, the B Corp framework as a roadmap Um, to help companies um, drive that impact. So the B Corp Clinic is really the flagship program of the the BSC, the Business Sustainability Collaborative. And a lot of our work um, is really focused on studying and teaching about B Corporations and the broader business as a force for good movement. Hmm. Well, um, it was funny when you and I met and had our initial conversation, I, I was very struck by the fact that you've been previously worked at uh, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill. You've worked at Duke University, and there's a very intense 
sports rivalry between <laughs> schools. <laughs> so I know you're really intent on collaboration if you can get all three institutions to collaborate. And so. to collaborate during basketball season. That's, that is our <laughs> biggest challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that's March, impressive. March madness. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, um, I, I'm... I'm really interested in how you see the role of academia in the business for good movement in the B Corp movement, because um, entrepreneurs and academics seem like they're at, in some ways, at polar ends of the scale in terms of what you do and how you do it. And um, so I'd love to hear uh, about how you see the role of academia in helping this movement move forward. Absolutely. So, so I really think that um, that academia has a potential opportunity to be an incredible driver in accelerating the movement of business as a force for good. Um, I have the incredible opportunity to teach and to engage with hundreds of students every year, um, and that's true for uh, we were we've. We've got this incredible global community of academics who are interested in studying and teaching about B Corps, benefit corporations, sustainable businesses. Um, and we have the opportunity to help prepare students to think about what their role can be, um, what their role can be as future employees, what their role can be as future entrepreneurs, as consumers. Um, as you know, potential investors, as just members of their community, um, we have an incredible opportunity to really help prepare these students um, from a number of different stakeholder roles um, to really think about how they can use their careers, how they can use their lives to really um, you know, address local as well as global social and environmental challenges. Um, and so there's that opportunity, um, you know, when it comes to our engagement with students, but there's also, you know, uh, another role that we have as faculty and that's as, as researchers. And I think there's an incredible opportunity for us as academics to think about how we can um, identify research opportunities that can really inform the business community, that can really inform uh, the, the sustainable business community and, and the B Corp community more specifically. Um, and so I think we have kind of this dual role of ed educating students, but also um, as, as researchers and informing, informing business and, and doing research that, um, that is applied um, and that can, that can be translated to, to the real world. Mm -hmm. Well, you kind of come in as uh, outside folks who are not competitors, not other companies doing the same sorts of things, and you're really able to kind of uh, gather data from a number of different companies across industries and within industries to be able to make, draw some conclusions about how, um, how B Corps and, and other businesses that want to be a force for good are operating. Is that fair to say? Yes, absolutely. And so I think um, oftentimes academics can kind of be that impartial, you know, observer. We don't necessarily kind of have a, um, you know, a, a specific stake. We're more interested in, you know, in studying, um, you know, research questions in, again, preparing students and serving in kind of that connector role. 
mm-hmm. um, versus kind of you know having a you know a, a particular position or a particular stake. Um, so yes, I think that that provides us with a unique position to be kind of in um, you know impartial, um, but also help build relationships, help build connections. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a it's a critical role. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I know that your work has centered mainly around B Corps, at least in terms of what you're doing at NC State. But um, how do you see the other kinds of organizations that are really interested in business as a force for good? So conscious capitalism, uh, social enterprises. How do you see them all kind of fitting together in this movement? Yeah, that's a great question. I think we have, I mean, we're faced with such enormous challenges as a global community, you know, whether it's the challenges, you know, that, that come from uh, climate change, the, the challenges of, you know, wealth inequality, the challenges related to, you know, food, energy, water, um, you know, social inequity. We're, we're faced, uh, you know, with such enormous challenges i i think that there are there's an opportunity for us to collaborate kind of across these broader movements of kind of purpose-driven business um and i think there's a there's a space um for kind of each of those movements whether it's you know traditional companies that are focused on you know building corporate social responsibility initiatives you know the the conscious capitalism movement um, the B Corp movement and the broader kind of B like a, a B Corp movement. Um, I think the need is so great and the time is so short um, mm. that it's just kind of a question of figuring out kind of how everybody, you know, what that, what that space looks like, what the collaboration looks like, what that overlap looks like. Um, but how can we all kind of work together to really use, um, you know, business to help address some of those really um, incredibly challenging, um, just you know, issues that that we're faced as as both a local and a, and a global community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, I know that you study innovative sustainability business models, and I I saw in an interview that you define business sustainability as a strategy to drive innovation and competitive advantage. So what makes business sustainable from your, from your research? So, yeah, I think, you know, what we are seeing more and more is that, you know, as, as you said, that really, um, you know, companies operating in a socially and environmentally responsible manner is actually, you know, a source of innovation, is a source of competitive advantage, and is an opportunity for for companies to really drive profitability at the end of the day. And I think that's due in great part to the fact that, you know, we're seeing that stakeholders care about these issues, right? So we're seeing increasingly that, um, you know, that consumers, we're seeing the rise of conscious consumers and increasingly consumers care not just about, you know, buying a great tasting cup of coffee, but Mm -hmm. care about, you know, the labor conditions under which that coffee was grown. And people, you know, care not just about, you know, buying a, you know, a t-shirt or, you know, a, a piece of apparel, 
that is, you know, that, that's comfortable and functional and maybe fashionable, but also care about the environmental impact, right, of, um, of producing, you know, that, that piece of apparel. And so I think we're increasingly seeing consumers care about the social and their, the environmental impact of, you know, their purchases and using their dollars right, to signal to companies what they care about. I think increasingly we're seeing employees, more and more of the students we work with, and more and more of the research shows that employees expect that companies will, you know, focus on more than just profitability, that companies will be a driver for positive impact across industries, across kind of, you know, job functions. And so more and more companies are recognizing that if they want to attract and retain right, and get the most out of, right, from a productivity, from an innovation perspective, um, their employees, that they really need to focus more broadly on thinking about how their business model can address sustainability challenges. Increasingly, we're seeing, you know, investors, right, who expect more than just financial returns and are realizing that actually investing, you know, we're seeing research coming out of Harvard Business School showing that, you know, companies that have more deeply invested, uh, embedded sustainability into their business models are actually more profitable, right? And so I think we're seeing really key stakeholders using their, their power as stakeholders. So customers, you know, um, employees, investors really send very clear signals um, to businesses that these issues are important, these issues are urgent. Um, and the companies that are responding, right, in an innovative way are seeing it as, you know, that's a strategic business opportunity for them. Yeah. Yeah. Which of course contributes to their ability to, to sustain as a business as well as um, uh, contributing in environmental and social issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned corporate social responsibility and I tend to think of that as more um, benign, I suppose, less, less active, more passive than perhaps an impact focus. And maybe this is just uh, semantics, but I think of an impact focus as a, a commitment and decision to act on the basis of the social and environmental impact that you could have with your business. So can you talk a little bit about how you see the difference there if you do see one and, and uh, how, how would you define both of those? Right. So I, I, this is such an interesting question because I think sometimes people think of it as kind of, you know, degrees of impact. So how deeply embedded is sustainability into your business model and kind of maybe B Corps, you know, on one extreme where, you know, it's re- it informs, you know, you know, most, you know, if not all kind of strategic decision making to, you know, the other end of the spectrum, maybe where you might put kind of CSR where it's much more, um, you know, not as clearly embedded, but more, um, you know, thinking of it as kind of specific strategic opportunities versus completely mm-hmm. embedded into the business model. And so... Okay. So I, more philanthropic or, or not necessarily? Not necessarily. I mean, I guess okay. you could think of that as just kind of another point along the scale. But for example, you know, I think it's, it's, it's often... I think one way to think of it is just the opportunity for to scale impact. And so, you know, just one example that I talk about in um, and a class that I teach is thinking about, you know, the scale of a company like Walmart, for example. Mm-hmm. And Walmart's, you know, 
Walmart's commitment to investing in renewable energy. So um, a few years ago, Walmart committed to you know, increasing their investment in renewable energy um, 600% from 2010 to 2020. Right. And so that kind of uh, commitment from a company, the scale of Walmart has the potential to have an enormous impact. Right. On just the investment sure. in renewable energy, but also, you know, from from a strategic perspective from Walmart, they've estimated that that um, that that investment is actually going to save them a billion dollars a year in energy costs. Wow. Um, and so a Walmart making kind of one, you know, and that's one of a number of of strategic decisions kind of, um, you know, in their broader sustainability focus, but that for a company, the scale of Walmart, that's one strategic decision, but that has the opportunity to have an enormous impact for their bottom line, but also for just kind of the, you know, level of investment in renewable energy. And so I think, um, you know, there's just a number of different dimensions to think of it on CSR and a major corporation, a few kind of key strategic decisions can have an enormous impact across that company's value chain. Um, but, you know, maybe if you're looking at impact kind of across a smaller sustainable business, maybe even a B Corp, right? Um, you know, the, the scale of impact may not be there. So I think there's a couple different dimensions to, to think of it on. And I don't even know if kind of that scale that I described earlier is, is even, you know, is complex enough to capture um, just the, the different ways that a company can have an impact. And so I, um, I don't know if that's answering your question. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I, in a way, it's it may perhaps be an artificial dichotomy that I, I set up the question as. So um, I, I like your perspective on the the effect of a corporate social responsibility program because from a scale perspective, that alone means that it has significant impact. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to hear your perspective in that way. And, you know, I, I'm trying to remember, somebody I was having a conversation with was, you know, we, we've been looking at, you know, so for example, major, we're seeing increasingly major multinational companies like Unilever, for example, mm -hmm. express right. interest in B Corp certification um, as part of, you know, an ongoing, um, you know, investment in, you know, a, a you know, a, I think a very strong example of a CSR, you know, strategy. Um, but I was talking with somebody at B Lab, I can't remember who, but who was saying that, you know, if you look at the scale of Unilever, um, Unilever has as many employees as all current B Corps combined. So if you take wow. 2,700 plus certified B Corps and you combine all the employees at those B Corps, Unilever actually has more employees. So wow. just to think about kind of the scale, um, <laughs> right? And so... Yeah. So I just, I think it's interesting. And so who knows, it'll be interesting to see, you know, we're seeing Unilever, you know, acquiring B Corps um, and who knows, you know, what that, hmm. what that path looks like for, for Unilever down the road. But even again, kind of thinking of that scale, you know, just practices that they're implementing, um, you know, at the, at the corporate level, you know, potentially has the impact to be, again, it's a question of degree, but right. Yeah. Just when you, when you think about the, the scale of a company like, like Unilever and their CSR, strategies and the impact that that has. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think there's just, there's opportunities kind of across the spectrum of stage of company, right. Of degree of kind of embedding sustainability into your business model. 
And I think we need all of it. <laughs> we need all of it now. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I love that you're not looking at it as a sort of a measured thing. It's like whatever people want to do, it's all positive in that, in that as, vein. of Yeah, as long as we're headed in the right direction. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Well, we're all pulling together, I think, for this shared vision of how can we, you know, how can we use the, the for-profit sector right, as a driver for good, to improve people's lives, to safeguard the environment. Um, and so I think as long as we're all pulling in the same direction, um, I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Hmm. Well, in that realm of, I mean, it makes me think of a couple of questions, but let me ask this one first. One is that uh, when I hear about Unilever potentially acquiring B Corps. It makes me think of uh, a recent interview where a, a company was acquired by where in which the values were not aligned, and it's become uh, less of an impact-focused company as a result. And do you see a lot of purpose washing in your research and attempt by companies to look sustainable without actually upholding principles? And I guess that's a concern that I and others have about this whole movement, what's real mm -hmm. impact and, and what's just looking good. Right, right. So purpose washing, green washing. Um, we certainly see a lot of, I mean, I think that's, in, that's driven by, you know, what we talked about earlier, which is this increasing recognition that stakeholders care about these issues. And mm -hmm. so certainly some companies seeing it as purely a marketing opportunity, right? right? And so, you know, not to name any specific names, Right. But, um, you know, how can we, you know, build a whole marketing campaign around, hey, we've built this school in Ghana. Right. We're, you know, we're a chocolate company. Right. We built this school in Ghana, but not, you know, not not recognize and not address the issue of potential child labor. Right. Mm -hmm. In your supply chain. Um, and so I think this is a huge issue. Um, because consumers, um, you know, often, you know, if you're buying a pair of shoes or if you're buying a bar of chocolate, don't really, you know, are not going to spend a lot of time researching a company, right, to try to figure out, okay, how deeply embedded is sustainability across your value chain? And that's one of the things I think is really exciting about the B Corp movement and B Corp certification is it really gives consumers, prospective employees, current employees, investors, it really gives stakeholders broadly defined um, an opportunity to, you know, very clearly in a snapshot quantify, right, a company's impact across their stakeholders. So looking mm -hmm. at and, you know, you know, identifying in a quantifiable, measurable, transparent way um, that is audited here is how we measure, you know, the comp this company's impact on their employees. Here's how, you know, we measure this company's impact on their customers, on the environment, on the communities in which they operate, looking at their, you know, accountability, transparency, ethics. Um, and so I think that is one solution, right, to this issue of, of greenwashing is you know, companies being able to say, we've completed this rigorous, um, comprehensive assessment, mm -hmm. and we've, you know, we've been through an audit, and we've demonstrated you know, here is our impact across our stakeholders. Um, and I think increasingly, um, you know, consumers, increasingly employees, um, are expecting that level of transparency. 
um, and are looking for that kind of information, you know, when they're making decisions about what products and services to purchase, where they want to spend um, their, you know, their, where they want to work, uh, what companies they want to invest in. So there's a huge opportunity in purpose washing, a huge opportunity in greenwashing, right? Because, um, you know, consumers care about those issues. Um, but I, I do think that, that B Corps is, you know, B Corp certification is one, one solution um, to really clearly identify the leaders in the sustainable business movement. Yeah, it's a rigorous process. And so there's some, uh, and it's audited so that it's, uh, cr there's credibility in it. There's, you, have, you can actually point to it and say, yes, this is the score that, that this company got in, in a particular realm. So, and you can compare yeah. two companies. I mean, if you're interested in, you know, purchasing from an apparel company, you can compare two apparel companies that are B Corp certified and you can look at, you know, maybe there's specific issues, whether it's environment, whether it's, you know, impact on, on, you know, on, on employees, you can look at kind of specific areas of the assessment and almost like comparing, you know, two food labels, right? When you're making a decision about what cereal to buy, you can look at that. You can compare two companies, you know, their, their, you know, their B impact assessment scores when you're deciding mm -hmm. where you want to spend your, you know, your consumer dollars. Right. Yeah. Well, you've seen a shift in B Corps from small to medium sized privately held companies to, and you've already alluded to this, to more multinational and publicly traded companies. So um, do you see that as a, an inevitable shift, a positive shift? How, how are you, how do you feel that that is unfolding in terms of the business doing good movement? Yeah. So I, I, I think it's a very positive shift and I think it, 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 it goes back to that discussion we had earlier about scale. Um, because I think, you know, as increasingly we see larger multinational companies um, become B Corps or subsidiaries, increasingly subsidiaries of multinational companies become B Corps, um, that's the opportunity to really scale the impact. And so, for example, just earlier this week, I was on the phone with one of our NC State alums who works at Athleta. Um, and Athleta is a Gap company, um, and they were certified last year. Um, but when you think about, you know, the scale of one of the Gap brands, right, and you think about the, the scale of the impact of that company, that apparel company, becoming B Corp certified, um, and then, you know, the ripple effects, you know, how is that influencing how other Gap brands are operating, right, to have mm -hmm. one of the companies in that portfolio be B Corp certified, right? You know? um, how is that influencing the broader apparel industry? You know, the suppliers that they're working with who are also working with presumably, you know, other apparel companies, how is that influencing the practices of those suppliers? Um, and so I think there's just, there's a number of different um, ripple effects and a number of different um, uh, just impacts from a scale perspective that come from, um, you know, larger, more complex companies with larger footprints becoming B Corp certified. I think, you know, across the spectrum, right? So we at NC State, we work with early stage companies um, to help them become B Corp certified. We worked with, we worked with multinationals as well. And I think it's, it's critical to have, um, you know, to, for companies kind of across the stage spectrum um, to be, 
working to strengthen their impact business model. But I do think that there is an incredible opportunity for scale at the, at the, larger, at the larger end. So Jessica, you also study social innovation. And can you talk more about that and, and tell us, you know, what do you mean by that? What are you seeing as, uh, that companies are doing uh, that's, that's exciting in that realm? Sure. Um, so one of the, you know, one of the recent projects that, um, that I've been working on um, is actually working to try to measure the impact of social ventures that are led by women and people of color. Um, so I've been working on a project um, in partnership with a um, with an investment fund um, that specifically seeks to uh, to invest in ventures that are led by women and people of color and works to actually um, support them through the B Corp certification process. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're still, you know, very early stage in in this research. Um, but we're, what we're really seeking to do is try to find ways, so outside of the, the, the B Impact Assessment tool itself, but try to find ways to, to quantify and to measure um, the impact, for example, of companies that are seeking to hire people who are formerly incarcerated. Um, or ventures, for example, that are you know, much more focused on building community wealth um, than kind of building wealth for the founders of the company. Um, companies that are really seeking to, um, to help build their communities to really improve people's lives and, and thinking about how, um, how can we measure that, you know, that, that social impact um, and how can we really create, um, you know, how can we inform investors um, and, and give them the tools um, to, to really make the case for, uh, for the outsized impact of some of these, some of these um, social entrepreneurs, and particularly um, entrepreneurs who are, who are women and people of color. And so, I mean, this is, I think, uh, an area that's really uh, a rich area for study um, yeah. and that we, we haven't really, you know, we haven't really figured out yet. Um, and so, so that's what I've been, been particularly interested in, um, in studying recently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a conversation, uh, with Christina Keller, who's the CEO of a company that is hiring very consciously hiring, uh, pro has a hiring hiring program for people who've been incarcerated. And it's, uh, uh, I was so impressed by the way that they've just chosen to take that root and and really support people who are at a challenging point in their lives. So um, yeah, I think it's exciting in terms of the impact that that's going to have on local economies uh, when you start to do that. So yeah. Well, um, I'm curious about uh, how you see uh, this work that you're doing now and and uh, I mean you have an MBA and I'm, I'm curious why you what led you to become an academic as opposed to an entrepreneur hmm. <laughs> oh, another great question um, <laughs> I mean if I'm 
honest, it wasn't necessarily kind of that, that strategic, <laughs> more, more opportunistic. Um, you know, I, I, I grew up um, in, in West Africa. I grew up in Nigeria and ah. in Senegal. I'm, I'm half Nigerian and half American. And, you know, it never occurred to me to do anything other than try to figure out how I could play a role in making the world a better place. Um, mm -hmm. I think I grew up very, very fortunate, um, but very, um, you know, certainly very much observing a lot of the um, social and environmental challenges of the world around mm -hmm. me. Um, and so I think for me, I, you know, one of my first jobs out of business school was, was working at Duke University in the biomedical engineering department, running um, a business plan competition, working to commercialize healthcare technology for mm -hmm. use in emerging markets. And mm. I just, I mean, just had developed this passion for working with students, you know, working with really talented, passionate students connecting, you know, academics and researchers, brilliant researchers, and making that connection to the real world, right? And thinking about how can we bring together these communities, right? These, these, these different communities of students, of researchers, of, of practitioners, of industry practitioners to help address, you know, in that case, it was, um, you know, health-related challenges. Um, but for me, that, that just is what gets me excited because um, I get to work on different challenges, right? So through the B Corp Clinic, we've had a chance to work with over 40 companies around the world, mm -hmm. right, to help them strengthen their impact. I've had the chance to work with hundreds um, and hundreds of students, you know, dozens, maybe even, you know, over 100 different faculty. Um, and so for me, my passion is in really kind of supporting um, and seeding um, impact you know, across a, a wide range of um, roles, a wide range of companies, a range of different programs versus kind of, you know, focusing on one specific company or one specific issue. Mm -hmm. um, and so I've just, yeah, and I, I discovered this opportunity to do that in academia in that first role at Duke. And as you mentioned, you know, had an opportunity to work at UNC Chapel Hill at the business school there, now at NC State. Um, university. My friends are always joking about where am I headed next. We've got so many great <laughs> academics right here in the triangle. I'm very happy um, at NC State. But I think that, that the power of academia, I think the power of, you know, of, you know, educating students, the power of connecting academic institutions to industry. I mean, for me, that's the opportunity where I see scale, um, where I see the opportunity to really scale the impact um, that I can have. And that's what gets me I, that's what gets me up in the morning and keeps me up late at night. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, clearly you're very passionate and excited about it, and it's great to hear that in your voice. Well, and you're also a novelist. You wrote a book called How Not to Save the World. Which is really, <laughs> uh, it's really a thriller about redistributing wealth in the world, and I, uh, I'd, I'd love to hear how, how did you come on that as, as something you really wanted to do? Uh, yeah, now that's that's a that's so funny that you discovered that. I don't <laughs> my, my writing life is a little bit separate from my from my academic life. Mm. Um, but um, for me, that's that's a, a personal passion is writing. I started out my career 
um, actually as an engineer. Um, so the first kind of 10 years of my professional career after undergrad um, were working, um, uh, designing uh, interactive educational toys for kids. So I've been in kind of in the education space all of my career, um, but really working as a product designer, working as an engineer. Um, and it always kind of thought of myself as, a, as an engineer and really wanted to exercise the more creative side of my brain. So while I was working as an engineer, I was also writing and kind of teaching myself to write. And my goal at that time was to write a novel. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, that's just become uh, you know, a personal passion of mine and um, something that uh, you know, keeps, me, uh, keeps me off Netflix and <laughs> keeps, <laughs> you know, keeps me engaged late at, late at night after I'm done with, my, you know, with my, my academic work and on weekends when I'm not spending time with my family, just a, a personal uh, pursuit just to kind of give me a chance to really explore that more creative side of my brain. And so I actually um, just published a few months ago a second novel, a sequel to that first novel called How Not to Make Friends. Ah. Um, that's, uh, you know, similar, similar themes, really this idea of how can each of us um, be a change maker, right? But more from a personal perspective. Um, and, and the second book actually has a B Corp, a fictional B Corp in it. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so kind that's of great. starting to bring together kind of what I'm studying and teaching about during the day into this, you know, personal passion of writing. And so I think um, uh, I actually like to spend more time. I'm working on a third novel now, um, but maybe write more about B Corps um, um, and, and kind of connect those ideas of, you know, individual opportunity to create change and also the power of business. Um, to drive positive change. And so, I yeah. love that. I have not heard of anybody incorporating a B Corp into a novel. And the fact that you're, you're working on the third one that's going to be more, more so is very exciting to me. So that's great. And I've never had, heard anybody refer to writing as a way to stay off Netflix. So that's great. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I've been working on a book myself, and it's definitely a way to stay off Netflix because it takes a lot of time and energy. And so I, I really congratulate you for, for uh, being on your third book already. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Jessica, I always end these interviews with a series of three questions about impact. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So the first one is, that what's the biggest thing you've learned about having impact? Um. I would say that it's, it's really important to bring together people from, from different perspectives. Um, a lot of the work that I do is, is engaging thought leaders and students across disciplines. And I think that's, a, that's an opportunity to identify you know, new approaches um, to, to impact. It's just bringing together people from different backgrounds, whether it's different disciplines, just kind of different, different perspectives. And that's a a huge, I think, opportunity to create, you know, novel, novel solutions for impact. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that global perspective, too, is, mm -hmm. is so important. And yeah, you, you bring that, too. Well, what's the one thing you've consistently done that's contributed to your success and impact the most? Um, I mean, I would say continuous learning. I mean, that's one of the things I love about working in an academic environment is, you know, as an educator, as, you know, somebody who, um, you know, interacts regularly with other academics, um, I, I just love just lifelong learning. 
Um, and so I think continuing to interact with, hear from people who are doing really interesting work in this space, learn from them, learn from my students. Um, I think that's, you know, that's, for me, that's, that, that's what's really informed. Um, and I think really strengthened my ability to have impact is just all the incredible people I've had a chance to, to learn from every, every single day. Mm, yeah, that's great. Well, the last question is, what's one insight or piece of advice you'd share with someone who's asking themselves, how can I have more impact? How can I contribute uh, more? Ah, Ursula, such an easy one. I would say join the <laughs> B Corp movement. <laughs> whether, whether it's as a consumer, you know, and whether it's as an, as an entrepreneur, whether it's as, you know, an employee, um, you know, in whatever role you, you know, in whatever kind of role you, you, you have, I would encourage people to explore uh, the B Corp movement and think about how you can get engaged um, in the B Corp movement. Yeah, that's great. Um, I mean, my own experience is that uh, people are really excited about being part of that and that they're very willing to help. And so if you have, just to add my own plug to that, that if you, if you do have an interest in that for your own company, then uh, there's lots of support out there, including the, the B Clinic at, at NC State. So Yes, and I would say if I can put in one last plug, I would love to be a resource, whether it's to businesses that are interested in taking me up on that last challenge of exploring B Corp certification. We work with businesses all over the world through the B Corp certification. So I would love to be a resource um, to any academics who are interested in connecting um, with the academic um, wing of the B Corp movement, we've, you know, we're building this incredible global community of academics um, called B Academics who are um, working to identify best practices and collaborate around teaching business as a force for good. And so um, I love being a resource to folks in any way I can. I'm happy to, I'm happy to do that. Mm, that's fantastic. Well, thank you for that offer. And uh, I'm sure you'll have some people taking you up on that. So Jessica, thank you so much for sharing what you have today. Your, your perspective from an academic and research standpoint is so valuable to look at because of the way you have uh, access and entree into that whole realm of business from, from that standpoint is, uh, is really making a big contribution. And so thank you so much for joining us today. Absolutely. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks so much for the invitation. Yeah, my pleasure. If, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach you? Um, I would say probably the easiest way is to um, just to search Business Sustainability Collaborative at NC State. Um, and you can find our website that way. Um, same for social media. Um, and then there's opportunities for folks to, to connect and contact with me. Um, through social media and also through our website. So just look for the Business Sustainability Collaborative at NC State University. Okay, great. Thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing in the world, Jessica. Uh, it's a pleasure. <laughs> Join us for more episodes. Subscribe to the Work Alchemy podcast on iTunes or Stitcher Radio so you'll know as soon as new episodes are available. You can even help spread the word. Leave a review if you like what you've heard. Thanks for listening. Until next time, for ongoing support so you can have your own impact, join our community of entrepreneurs like you by liking the Work Alchemy Facebook page.